hot dudes on a rampage. We are live, live, live assholes. How are you? Marcus, <laughs> with my degenerate brother, Marcus D'Angelo, who bailed on us on the 75th episode. What a celebration we had. Marcus wasn't there. The degenerate. Marcus, welcome back. It seems like many months you've been on the show. I'll tell you, that might be the most honest intro you've given to me uh, on this on this podcast so far. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you gotta, you gotta fucking turn down the energy. You're freaking me out. I know. I'm fucking wired. I had two cups of coffee. I brewed another one, and now I am rolling, Marcus. I am like, I got a lot of venom to spit just because you're back and you have, uh, you really don't have an excuse to, that you just fucking bailed on us last week. All, all of the listeners here, listen, look, people are already commenting. It's Marcus Nesha. See, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? Wow, is it, is Marcus, it, is it becoming that much of a rarity? To welcome see me? Marcus back. I, I don't I, know. I missed a week. Um, no, it's uh, hey, I'm I'm a busy motherfucker, guys. I don't want to hear it. Okay, just don't want to hear it. <laughs> I think it's crock of shit. All right. Uh, speaking of me be, being busy, Dominic, let's let's, let's motor this motherfucking oh, thing ahead. You are a button pusher. Let me. You hear my cell phone going off. I'm an important guy, Dominic. Yeah. Important guy. Uh, I missed you too, Nesha. Missed uh, missed all you guys. Dan Goose, what's up, dog? Uh, Steve Chambers, how Ooh. you doing, man? Uh, yeah, really, really glad to uh, to be here. This are you week sure, Marcus? To, uh, are you sure you're, you guys. you're happy to be here? You know, it's like I signed a contract. It's like an obligation. I'm just kidding. There's no obligation here. <laughs> there is uh, no obligation. Sweet, sweet shirt, Dom. Hey, yeah. Okay, you want to do this real quick? Mm-hmm. The enforcer, guys. Huh? Armed Anderson. Everybody's wrestling, Armed Dad. Anderson. That's right. He's uh he instills wood words of wisdom week in and week out. Dominic Dan Goose is living his best life right now, listening to us eating Chinese. God dang, I want to be doing that. What Chinese? Tell me it's tell me it's Kung Pao, Dan. Tell me it's uh Lo Mein beef. <laughs> uh, so in any case, uh we're two dynamite dudes, guys. Yeah, and uh yeah, we're happy to be here. We're here talking some AEW. Uh Marcus, I guess before we get to it, I gotta ask, how was your Thanksgiving? Didn't spend it with me. <laughs> It was nice until the fucking Cowboys lost. Uh, Yeah, that was nice uh, up until that moment. Uh, But that's all right. They're going to come back this week and kick the dog shit out of uh, Nesha's Saints. Whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe there should be some sort of wager on here. You know, you got Trevor Simeon in there. So he's he's like a a radio contest winner in there, quarterback. (laughs) He's not going to do anything. Marcus, well, I mean, let, let's be honest. Dak has been playing like a radio contest winner as of late as well. Hey, you say what you want about me. Don't you dare disparage the good goddamn name of Dak Prescott. Mm. Kevin Davis, what's up, man? Still safe. How, I hope you're doing all right there, bub. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Let's, uh, oh, shit. Everybody's hurt. So Nesha, Nesha's relinquishing it already. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, yeah, thanks, thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Appreciate you're it. Man. Appreciate you're the man, it. Kevin. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. He's gone. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the show uh, yeah. itself. Marcus, I guess uh, the big lead, uh, what they le- let off Dynamite with this week, huh? And you what? They Tell went you right what? to it. If this was WWE, I said this on Twitter, if this was WWE, they would have prolonged that fucking thing for weeks on end, like five weeks before those two even talked to one another. They would tease it and tease it and just... Get the fans all frustrated and angry and finally be like, fucking give it to us. But AEW just gave it to us right off the bat here. One week, we got the tease of CM Punk not saying a damn word. And then, hey, we get it. Boom. In Chicago, 
first segment, what'd you think? Loved it. Loved it. I thought they, uh, they absolutely nailed it. You know, this is what's missing from wrestling nowadays. And, you know, like the, the references at WWE, I'm sure that people got a little butthurt over that situation. But, you know, the, the fact remains that I'll do them. You know, uh, when's, when's the last time that you saw a better uh, confrontation on national television in wrestling? I can't think of it. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's certainly not on WWE programming. You know, all that storyline scripted bullshit that goes on over there. It's it's hard to uh, to pick out some some gems anymore. You know, it's hard to stick around or pay attention when people are cutting promos anymore because you don't get the gems. And then, you know, you flip the channel to AEW and they're like they're coming with these fight, like just spitting hot fire, Dom. And uh, yeah, it's an unbelievable segment. One of my uh, favorite segments I've seen in Dynamite. Um, what was your favorite uh, line or dig or anything like that. Who got to be the one about uh, about marrying Tony Khan's daughter? You like that um, one? It's, I'll tell you what, it's they, they the gloves were off, man, and it was it was a lot of fun. I loved the uh, Rosie O'Donnell line. Um, the reference to UFC was very good because we always talk about like, hey, are they going to mention that? And is that a good thing to mention? I thought it was great, you know. It, it, it like had that improvisational like uh entertainment feel that it, it, like honestly reminded me of st- stuff you'd see between like mankind and the rock back in the day you know what i mean just yeah. that like that improvisational like just okay let's just go out there and do it i got a general idea of what i'm gonna say mm-hmm. um it, it was just it was incredible man i know and this is something that um we've been waiting for like since punk debuted show returned was just like, hey, why well, you can't wait to stay in few, see him few with MJF? We got a taste of it. This and it was like, what was it? Like fifteen minutes, something like that. I wanted them to keep going. <laughs> I think they're gonna go back to the well on it. Uh, oh, it when when you have something that successful, we're gonna see it again. There's gonna be like a contract signing situation, and they're each gonna get some mic time. I'm calling it now. We're gonna we're gonna see plenty of this uh, in the lead up to the match. Dominic is MJF finally the one that's gonna unseat CM Punk. And his undefeated streak. That's a great question. That's a great question. You know what? And I didn't even go that length to think, even think about that. But you know what, Marcus? I think it is. And shouldn't it be? Like, right? It should. Absolutely. Uh, if if you're going to pick one guy to defeat CM Punk, first of all, it's got to be a heel. CM Punk is a baby face, whether you want him to be or not. He is. Um, so the person who is going to beat him has to be a heel. Um, and is it, can you name a better heel or more, more up and coming heel? I can't. No, I can't. So, so it's, he's really the only call and like, okay. So how about he beats him, um, you know, and at this upcoming confrontation, how about he beats him and then, uh, he can get his win back. Uh, at the next one, you know, let's let's do it. Let's do another three month. Fuck, let MJF beat him twice, and then have a third blow off match, and then Punk gets his win back. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Jericho feud almost. Like you don't right. gotta obviously follow that to that to a T, but I mean, like it was, yeah, it was great stuff. Like Dan Green Goose says, watching their promo was like watching history in the making. It felt like a big like what we wanted to tune into Dynamite and originally like event tune in television. It really felt like that where it was like. Hey, this is going to be good shit, and we got a good payoff with it. Um, let's see here. There was something else I wanted to show two people. Oh, yes. Um, comparing MJF to The Miz. Marcus, that was a good line, too. Yes, it was. Uh, I was 
just uh, just a lot of zingers and you know mjf was holding his own too you know that's the thing is like ordinarily one guy shines and i'm not gonna lie cm punk certainly shined but mjf managed to shine himself yeah Mm -hmm. and like i just want to see how it progresses what mjf does next because i mean you think about what how mjf has handled his like feuds with everybody like he cuts to the core like he walks that edge i mean look just you just look at the darby allen stuff last last feud go ahead he's he's not afraid of the heat no no and that's what you like to see in wrestling because you do not get it heck you do not get that with how society is nowadays you don't get that a whole lot either because you know everybody's on eggshells of what they say or what they tweet or you know anything to that effect so i mean having a heel have the capability to do it it's very much like stand-up you know where it's like you uh walk that line you push that edge and um you know it's mjf has has the capability and um the desire to do that <laughs> so yeah man you gotta give it up man I, th- I think that a lot of people especially with the cancel culture sort of uh an environment uh now especially for public figures they probably shy away from it but he's like nah I'm not doing it not doing it and he doesn't he doesn't capitulate either you know like if he gets called out on something or somebody tries to make us think about something he'll yeah, either he ignore it or, or lean into it yeah he doesn't care which yeah. which i think is fantastic it is fantastic it's good like uh, and, and by the way like this is a television program on TNT. Mm-hmm. So if you're going in and watching this, you can't get offended by it uh, mm-hmm. because it's it's a fictional television program. So yeah. like th- that would be like, you know, uh, let's say that the movie that comes on before it is like the Incredible Hulk and the bad guy like punches a kid in the face. Right. Yeah. Like if we, obviously if you saw that happen in real life, you'd be like, what in the fuck? You know, but like it's it's a TV show. Do you would when when you see somebody commit a horrible act of violence in a movie? Do you stand up like this? Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. I hate the actor. I hate this movie. I'm leaving. Like no, dude. Like, well, that... let's say Marcus, our dad kind of would do that. <laughs> well, our dad, our dad is not a good example for of of normal human behavior. That's correct. But <laughs> but but the point is that like look. MJF is playing a character, uh, and even though he acts that way in public, he's still not that human being. Uh, so it, it, everybody just needs to push past it and just like appreciate what he is and what he's doing. He's he's an unbelievably talented promo. Very good, Marcus. Is there anything on your mug? It's just white. Uh, no, it's a WPXI mug. You can't really Ooh, see it. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. very nice. Yes, NBC baby. All right. Um, anything else you want to say about this? Um regarding like where this might go where the match might occur anything all, that all i'll say again is i hope that where it does go is uh is a defeat for cm punk at the hands of mjf i think it'd be great um as far as where uh, when you do it next pay-per-view i think it should be I, what about I think winter coming mm, that could be pretty good but that's uh, only hang on, i gotta no, stop my cat from being okay. that's only in like a couple weeks is winter is coming that's like december 15th i want to say um so i mean that's not too far off i would maybe push it till the next i'm with you when pushing it to the next pay-per-view revolution i've got that like old school promoter mindset you know where i'm just like you know make them pay for it on pay-per-view you know build it Mm -hmm. uh and and like build the angle build like let's have a tag match let's have a triple tag match you know, like one week it's a tag match that they're both involved in. Next week it's a triple tag match that they're both involved in. You know, so next week a three way, and then you know hopefully we're at the pay per view so we can quit fucking around. But yeah, yeah. 
I'm looking at the the chat here. What uh, Arvin Hello Akuyama asks. Tyson Fury asks. Well, you butchered that name, Dominic. Butchered it. Asks for Stephanie McMahon heading back to WWE two years ago. I'm not sure what you're referring to. If you can clarify, let us know. I don't know if that's a new thing, Tyson Fury. If something just broke, but I don't know. Uh, Tyson Fury is pretty good though. He's a good. He's obviously a captivating individual in the boxing world, and he's really brought a lot of eyes back onto the product. So it says something, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Oh. Oh, see, this is Dan's on the point here. Maybe the first TBS show, which is beginning of January, January fifth, could see it then. The, you know? And well, I mean, that would be that would certainly be like a nice occasion for a, a blowout event. But yeah. it's, it's, I don't know. That being said, I'm I'm a big fan of the old the old make them wait. Yeah, but you know, there I I am too. I am too. Uh, like an argument against that though is they're in the television business, so I mean. If you want to get eyes on it, I mean, that's a good match to really promote and build to that, you know, so something to think about. All right, Mark. Next up, we you didn't get to talk about this last week, but did Ryan Danielson, a little bit of a heel turn here. Um, where are you at on this? Hate it. You hate, hate it? it? Hate it. Um, yeah, I don't want him to be a heel. I, like, I don't think the fans want him to be a heel. Uh, he's just, he's, uh, he's too over. He's too mm-hmm. over for it to work, and we're st- we're too early in his run. You know, if if this was a year from now, okay, we can start talking about a heel turn. You know, I would prefer probably closer to two years from now. But like, uh, yeah, I, I just I don't understand. I don't understand why. You know, I. It, it's funny though because as I mentioned to you, I was like, well, you know, if Kenny Omega, or rather, if uh, Hangman Page wins the title at the pay per view, I was like, then in theory, Miro should should be the number one contender right because it should be a heel and a baby face and they're giving us a heel and a baby face it's just like not quite what i wanted i not think that the baby what anybody t- wanted or exp- maybe not maybe some people i'm a, i'm intrigued by the match and by the, the uh like the story itself but yeah it's like i'm you know daniel brian danielson plays a very very good heel and he's like very good at leading into it too and like taking jabs at the crowd like slight jabs at the crowd slight jabs at the fan favorites and everything like that. He does a great job, but it's just like, oh man, I just want to see him be a babyface right now. Like you hear me every week. I say he's like the best babyface in wrestling. And like it's just it's going against that grain. And you know, I'm hoping that it's just a short-term thing, you know, where it's just I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. But like I don't know, like he's doing some very heelish things. So it's it's hard to just be like after this match, just be like, ah, never mind. I'm a good guy. Um, <laughs> but it's like a thing of confidence, though, and he's teased that ever since he debuted. Like that night where I was doing the interview scrum with everybody at All Out, um, he was talking about how confident he is and like how he believes he's the best wrestler in the world and saying all that kind of thing. And then he said that too at the next scrum uh, after, uh, geez, what was the last paper you, Marcus? Help me out here. Full gear. Hmm. He was saying all that stuff. And so, like, the, he was planting the seeds way back then, even. So, I mean, it can really get switched around if they have a competitive fight and then Hangman beats him clean. And then D- Brian Danielson's just like, hey, man, that was good shit. You know, good cowboy shit right there. And so, I, I guess it could work. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is just like a buildup for it. But I don't know. It, like, I'm not crazy about like the short term thinking when it comes to that sort of thing. You know, we, we saw it. I was just thinking about this uh, during the uh, eight man tag match. Cause we saw uh, Cody Rhodes on the same side as Penta 
and yeah. Ray Phoenix. And mm-hmm. as it was happening, I was like, didn't Penta like say that he was going to hurt Cody so bad that he couldn't hold his child? You know, Cody's Cody's child is not a year old yet. So that that angle was not that long ago. Did he um, say that? I can't remember that. Yeah, you're was, right, though. Because right. yeah, when, when he came out wearing the, the suit. Suited Penta. Right, right. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like that that happened not that long. Like if anybody ever said like if wrestling's a shoot and somebody ever said that to me, I would never talk to that human again, never shake their hand, probably kick the shit out of them. But if you're in a competitive environment to win. Yeah, like I mean somebody that you're like in the thick of like a feud with like Malachi Black, he's kicked uh all your nightmare compatriots, he's kicked Arn, he's done all this stuff. So uh if this is you're right in the thick of that, Marcus. Um, and you're like, listen, I got to tag with, okay. You got, you're tagging with Ray Phoenix. You're tagging with, uh, oh my God, Pac. Okay. You, you have a brief kind of alliance with them. If it's a means to an end. I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, and it's wrestling. So we, Mm -hmm. so wrestling logic applies. So I'm, maybe I'm being a little over analytical, but, uh, yeah, you know, the short term kind of storytelling is, you know, I like I like a longer build, man. It's just me. Um, Dominic, I saw earlier before I, I'm seeing you enjoying some of these comments and there's some stuff we need to talk about. Yeah, there is some good. There's some good comments. But, but uh, Nesha brought up earlier teeth getting knocked out. Uh, Daniel Bryan <laughs> knocked the teeth out of Colt Cabana. Was that a shoot? Oh, I mean, like, I don't think he had chiclets in there. Were those fake teeth like Dan Housen carries around? <laughs> <laughs> what if they like oh man i really but this is a way aside but i think they should bring dean Housen in the aw no question about it and that would have been a great opportunity for him to debut he's come out <laughs> to get the teeth <laughs> Boy, um he would be super over super over. oh Oh, I think it's inevitable. I think Dan Housen is going to be part of AEW, and I'm expecting a Road Warrior pop when he arrives. How would how would you put him in? How would you implement him into the product? I think that the only like for me, the comedy gimmicks have a shelf life most of the time, unless you're super creative. So I'm I'm hopeful that. Uh, that uh, Tony Khan, and I, I think Tony Khan's a really creative guy. His booking has just gotten better and better and better over time. Um, so I think I, I can tell that he's a really creative guy. Um, so I, I suspect he'd be able to, to do it. But, you know, when it comes to comedy angles, I think that there's a shelf life. You know, it's not like back in the day, you know, uh, Jackie Fargo would be out there uh, kind of doing his comedy shtick as he got older. But he was he was moving around territories. So, like, he was in front of live crowds that hadn't seen his shtick or if they had, it hadn't been a long time. We're mm-hmm. talking about national TV week after week after week and the same loyal fan base coming back. So if you're not creative, those comedy gimmicks, it's like it would be like having a comedian come out and tell you the same fucking joke uh once a week right so it's that's why that's why creativity is going to be really important absolutely and you can find different roles for him to do like you know uh weird alliances to be a part of and then like almost from a comic book perspective again if you tie things together and have him make references back and do do you can really get some longevity out of it and um yeah like and to your point too it's almost like like i say too is like with AEW and how they should handle their heavy roster is uh roster roster thank you is volleyball team style. you've done that since we were kids no. <laughs> all right go ahead did you get the roster update on madden <laughs> i'm like roster yes i did <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, but I think he'll he would he's definitely I think he's AEW bound as he should be. And know? by the way, so you'd said how do you do it? Uh, the way I would debut him is like if if fingers crossed they're gonna get Bray Bray Wyatt to come out there sometime soon, which I suspect is gonna happen at Winter is Coming or right after the turn of the new year. Um, when that happens, I say put put a put Bray Wyatt into a like a creepy gimmick. Um, as I've as I'm a big fan of, I think that he should be in some kind of a creep gimmick. But then down the road, you have Danhausen debut and try to get in with him, um, and like him, of course, be rejected because he's such a weirdo. And you know Bray Wyatt's doing like a serious thing, <laughs> so I, I think that that would be a fun way to debut him. Um, but then it's like I said, you've got to be very creative to uh, to kick that game down the road. Yeah, um, Marcus, another comment I'm sure you want to talk about was this. Uh, ah, I can't wait to talk about this. Cody throwing the belt to the crowd and the belt being thrown back. I this texted not, you when it happened and I was like, nobody in that building. <laughs> I was like, nobody in that building would be able to pry that belt out of my hands if I cut it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Cody. I think he's awesome. I don't understand the whole him being a, him being a, like a baby face heel, a baby face that people hate, but is what it is. Uh, I don't know. It might be all the pomp and circumstance, though, you know, because it's like when AEW first started, he was coming out and like he had that really grand entrance and stuff. And it's just like, oh, man, this is awesome. It's like super epic. But again, much like the comedy gimmick, it's like we've been seeing that for a while now. (laughs) So it's like every time he comes out, it's, you know, he comes out with that whole thing. And I think that that's it's like a heat magnet thing where it's like this this arrogant motherfucker is still coming out here to this. So like he's got the slow, like the smoke, and he's like coming up out of the ground, you know. <laughs> so I'm, I if I were to just take a crack at it, I would say stuff like that is what's what's kind of pissing people off. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was wild. Somebody could have been hurt. That that belt is heavy. By the way, the uh, the buckle or whatever part of that belt, uh, that's that's heavy, dangerous, can cut somebody. Um, so I'm, I was pretty shocked to see it, but there's some very one night stand vibes going on at AEW in Chicago. Whipped, uh, many a man with a belt like that. You ever noticed how he grabbed it by the end that had the metal on it though? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That metal piece flying through the air uh, at the, like, just think about the possibility for like a whip effect with that metal piece. If somebody had thrown it just wrong. Yeah, where like the the metal piece kind of whips down and catches Aubrey or somebody in the ring with it, which is yeah. why Andrade grabbed the belt and threw it under the ring. I think he was shoot pissed off because yeah. like somebody could have been fucking hurt, so he yeah. took it and whipped it under the ring. Like, get this it's, thing out of here! It's like okay, this is not a Cubs game, all right? It's not like you're throwing a baseball back where somebody hit a home run or anything like that. It's a freaking weight belt, and it's um, I don't know, like yeah, why? Would, and there's so many like asinine reasons they're like oh i'm gonna get a pop for doing this and all that stuff and it's just like yeah it's dumb it's it's fans trying to take over the show um which which we see a lot which by the way is not a good thing i think fans think that it's like oh we're like this community it's great it's like no dude you're you're kind of taking away from what we love about wrestling when you do that kind of shit you know what it's like it's like the hey arnold character where um like the like kids are having a conversation and the one Dude, I don't remember what his name is. Like breathing over. There. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. wrestling fans of wrestling. It's like that's that's like, an apt an apt comparison, Dominic. Why? Thank you. <laughs> um. All right. What else do we have going on here? Um. um by the way, wanna... Cody threw it into the crowd later, and the guy kept it. Which, by the way, oh, would have been me. 
Well, I didn't see oh. it get whipped back in. Well, he threw it back he, in later on. Didn't Andrade throw it under the ring or something? Uh, Cody went back and got it. If you oh, remember, Cody oh. Cody went under the ring, put it back around his waist, and then later in the match, he threw it into the crowd again. The crowd started chanting for, for the dude to throw it back, and the, it never came back. So I guess whoever caught it was just like, nah, I'm keeping it. Yeah, fucking keep it. Jeez. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd lift some weights with that baby. That's <laughs> probably not that. Hanging on my wall, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, Nesha loves Cody too. Can't hate him. Um, I, I think Cody's great. He's 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 a great worker. He's got a great look. Family guy. He's got a great heritage um, in professional wrestling. Uh, he's he's like the underdog story where like WWE kind of like was hot and cold with him. Didn't use him properly. He went to the Indies, built himself, which is always like the dream of wrestlers. That's like the big fuck you to like New York, right? Where it's like you go out into the Indies and your success in spite of of Vince not seeing it in yeah. you. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's a cool story. Um, so it, Cody's got a really cool story and it, I, I don't see how you can hate it. I love, Co- I, honestly, it, modern day wrestling, it's like, it's him and it's, uh, Miro. And those are my two at the top for sure. Well, obviously Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa. I love, I love her. So yeah, yeah. Uh, those are my three favorite wrestlers today. I was thinking about this too, Marcus, and it's like, it's crazy unfortunate, but like, Cesaro is up there for you too, but like, it's like he's non-existent. Like, I don't watch WWE anymore. I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, the The programming just isn't good uh, anymore. For work, I'll I'll watch highlights of it because um, yeah. I I can't get through the program. It, the storylines are rubbish, and you know they take a guy like Cesaro who might legitimately be the best worker on the face of the planet. And uh, they just like they'll they'll use him a little bit, and then it's they they lean off of him, and it's like it, it's just such an like you want to talk about. I was thinking about this actually today. You want to talk about the retirement match for Kurt Angle Cesaro? That what if what about him and Cesaro at WrestleMania? It would have been unbelievable. Yeah, true. No good reason not to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And like Cesaro would have been able to work around like Kurt's like age and anything like that, where it's like they could have made something work for sure. You know, you know what's funny is I, I think about this stuff when I'm like, so I, you know, as my wife takes care of the baby a lot of time, I'm I'm taking care of like cooking and stuff. So uh, a lot of times as I'm like cooking a meal, I'll be thinking about this sort of thing. And something a great idea occurred to me today um, while I was cooking, and that was uh, Andrade. And uh, and Jose, the assistant, Jose, yeah. they should have kayfabe that Andrade doesn't speak English or doesn't speak it well enough. And so you bring him in and he's a baby face. But the guy who translates for him is a heel. So like he's taking what he's saying and twisting it to make him seem like he's saying evil things to people. And then he gets into like these blowout uh, situations with other baby faces. And like, he's trying to be a good guy throughout the match, but the, his assistant keeps like trying to make it look terrible. But then you you close out the the angle by having him come in with his english and say like hey i've been i've been learning english and i found out all the things that you've been saying about me and boom he's a baby face and well marcus there's a lot of there's a lot of spanish speaking people in AEW. wouldn't somebody let andrade in on that wrestling logic dominic Mm. wrestling marcus logic logic is not good logic (laughs) hammer (laughs) on though it's just something that occurred to me (laughs) well Keep it to yourself next time. Oh, uh, ouch. Speaking of, uh, Stephen Chambers mentioned this match, so we'll, we'll bring this up. Who wins between Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander, Marcus? 
Uh, I'd like for it to be Chris Statlander. I think Ruby Soho's over enough on her own. Chris Statlander's kind of on that upward tra- trajectory. Um, so I, I think that you uh, you help her out by, by getting her a win here. But I, that's what I think should happen. What I know will happen is Ruby Soho's going to win. Yeah, and I think I think she should win too because you look, she lost to Britt Baker. Um, I think she needs to get – I need – I ultimately think that she's the most in need of winning this title, TBS title first. She's going to win it. Mm-hmm. And because uh, like like we always talk about, Thunder Rose is going to be more in the women's title contention, I think, you know, ultimately. Um, it'll be interesting to see where Jade Cargill falls at in this too. You know, if that's going to be just maybe the Thunder Rose and Cargill will wash one another out and uh, we'll get a feud going with those guys, those two again. I'm picturing Cargill and uh, Soho in the uh, in, in the, the finals, finals. Mm-hmm. and uh, and Soho is going to be Cargill for it, and uh, but then you know of course Cargill is going to have like hard feelings and come after, and then we've got a program going. Oh, that's um, true. Too. That's true. I, I think that that uh, Rose is going to be eliminated because of Britt Baker would be my guess. Yeah, I think Britt Baker or Rebel or somebody associated with Britt Baker is going to try to to keep her from winning that belt. Yeah. I can see that too. I can see that too. Um, speaking of Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hager, what did you think of that match? Oh man, it was great. It was. I, I texted you during that match too. There were two moments I texted you during uh, during Dynamite. And it was the belt being thrown, and it was that match where. It, so, everybody here knows how I feel about Thunder Rosa. I think she's the best in the business. I'll, I'll say this again. This is going to be like my customary thing. First of all, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, <laughs> but my other customary thing is like stone cold level potential in her. I really see it. I really yeah. see it. Um, cause she's, she's a badass and great marketability. Um, I really see all the potential in Thunder Rosa. And that reaction she gets every week too. When that music hits every week. Point. And did you see McFoley's tweet about her? Uh, which one? I've seen a couple of it. He said that they need to secure the the rights to Thunderstruck so that yeah. she can come out to it. And he's right. Imagine the pop she would get. That's true. It's very uh, true. Dude, that would be incredible. Boy, Honestly, I tell you what, though, ACDC, what they're charging for that, that's a lot of money. <laughs> well, if you're gonna push it, if if you're gonna push her the way that I would push her, if I was like in charge of AEW or head of marketing or whatever, um, it's, I I think you'd you know if you're gonna give her that stone Man, cold level push, uh, let's let's give her a big big time feel. I'm just thinking, Marcus, we played Thunderstruck, the Thunderstruck drinking game, and like, yeah, you, that's a lot of chant you can get down in that. I'll tell you what, it is a lot. It is a lot. That's a lot of drinking. You, you know they, what they should do, Dom, to to recoup some of that money is you have people sending five dollars and a video of their party, just like uh, just like back in the day with the Nitro parties, where the Nitro girls and Tony Schiavone and fucking Mean Gene would show up at your house or whatever. Yes, <laughs> um, this, you you send a five bucks and a VHS, yes VHS, uh, <laughs> to to AEW. And uh, if you know if you're selected, Thunder Rosa comes to your house and plays Thunderstruck with you. Oh man. I'm such a lightweight, Marcus. What's that? I'm such a lightweight. But that would be that would be something else. What would you? What would be your drink of choice if you had if you played Thunderstruck? What's What's the lightest thing I can drink so I don't get alcohol poisoning during that Michelob, period? What is that one? The 94 calories or whatever? I don't know. I remember? <laughs> I like the idea though, Marcus. They should have dynamite parties. 
It would be hilarious, and you have to send in a VHS, so you people would be like going out trying to get, be going out trying to fucking buy VCRs and shit. <laughs> you gotta purchase a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it'd be cool if they brought back uh, Nitro parties with the Dynamite party, and I don't know, I wouldn't hate it if they brought back Nitro or Dynamite girls. Who would you send? Who would you send? You'd have to send. Uh, you'd have to send fucking Alex Marvez. That'd <laughs> be great. Just him. That's it. You could Come send. Uh, we'll get Danhausen. Oh, Danhausen! Could you Dan, imagine that? Could you imagine Danhausen at a dynamite party? That would be wild. Where's your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> it could be good TV. And that's how you recoup the money, Tom. That's it. Uh huh. I like it. <laughs> Tweet videos. It's 2021. Says Nesha. <laughs> No, no, Nesha. VHS is come on, come on. Let's keep it. Let's keep it. Uh, kayfabe here. Um, All right. What's what's next, though? Uh, Marcus, how do you think? What do you think overall here of this Adam Cole and Bobby Fish alliance? And um, I like it. I did. How did you catch Rampage? Did you watch Rampage? I saw bits and pieces, and that was one of the bits and pieces I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I like it. I I think that they're a natural team together. I think that their history uh, and Jericho talked about it during the match race. Like these guys have been together, you know, throughout other promotions. Yeah. Um, so I think that their history makes them a natural, natural fit. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you don't, that's what I really like about, and this is something that was mentioned um, or that I saw mentioned online regarding the MJF and CM Punk promo mm-hmm. was that like, they, they do a good job with continuity and Canon uh yes. in in aew and uh so somebody said uh aew is better at using wwe's canon than wwe is it's true it's, it's true it's <laughs> like so they, true. yeah they they think more about it they, their promos are kind of centered around it they kind of use the 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 folklore and nostalgia factor and it's it's, it's just it's really cool so uh, yeah that's why that kind of scratches my itch whenever i see something like that happen where it's like hey it's just because these guys are in a different promotion doesn't mean they stop being friends you know they were they were friends on the other program they should be friends in this on this program it's as well not like revisionist history or like something orwellian where it's like all right we can't talk about this this is done you know like, what a what a silly rule that, that is you know and i think it's it's an old school promoter mindset where they're like don't talk about the competition because then people are going to get curious about the competition it's like no could i talk about the competition bring them up because yeah. then it like it, it that makes you very very interesting mm-hmm. yeah. you know if, you're if in the I'm mix tuning, if yeah. i'm tuning in to uh, a program and i'm unfamiliar with AEW, but i hear them referencing and making fun of things that are happening on the other program i'm i'm like i'm wondering what these guys are going to say next this is fascinating yeah yeah it's like just getting a little bit more eyes on things and everything like that like i, I do the mlw fusion fight report every week cheap plug here but it's like um mlw does that too where they they address hey bobby fish he's uh signed by AEW, but he's wrestling lee Moriarty, who's also signed by AEW right now um, they're, but they want the opera cup, you know, and, uh, and there's so nothing wrong with that. There's nothing and, wrong with and, that, and that's a cool thing where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm in this other wrestling program, but like that opera cup is cool. I want it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go over there and try to get it. I'm going to bring it yeah. to, with me too. Like you can it's got like a Mortal Kombat vibe, you know, like a traveling fighter. Yeah. This guy's from outer world. This guy's from nether. <laughs> nether <world. laughs> so I want the Crockett cup and I want people going up there trying to grab the Crockett cup too. I think that yeah. that kind of shit is awesome. Heck yeah, that'd be freaking great. Like, could you imagine FTR competing for the Crockett Cup? That'd be fucking awesome, man. Fucking great. Should happen. 
Right. And it's a great opportunity to bring back like old acts too, you know, so like rock and roll express, bring them and have, have uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy. If Jeff is out from under, like have them show up and all of a sudden they want the Crockett cup. I just think, I don't know. I love that kind of thing in wrestling. It's what makes wrestling fun. It makes it. Yeah, it really does. And it's just like, that's how it's always kind of been. Like if all these program, all these territories and stuff, if they were like aired on a weekly basis and stuff like that, you could have to think there's going to be people you see here. It's people you see there. You look at even like world-class, you know, King Kong Bundy would be there for a time. Uh, Andre the Giant would show up for a spell. Uh, Ric Flair defend his title against Kerry Von Eric. It's just right. like, you know, that stuff would happen. And it's, it makes the whole vibe of wrestling more and more intriguing because you just don't know and back in the day like you know 80s 90s everybody knew everybody or had been around everybody at some point or other you know so it's like even though they're not on the same program it's like uh you know i'm trying to think of a good example like scott hall and the rock probably crossed paths at some point you know um and then then when you finally do see them on tv it makes it mean a little bit more because there's there's like a little history that they can touch on not i'm not saying that they did that obviously they don't do that shit in wwe but they could have Uh, a better example is is just incredible and and scott hall being buddies and they met they met in ecw and they kind of referenced their history or heading in heading in hall yeah. Didn't they mention that too? Like, wasn't yeah. that? Yeah, they talked right? about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a great, this is why Scott Hall is awesome. And we're going off the rails here, but well, I just hey, want to talk anytime about Anytime we can talk about Scott Hall, I'm all for that. I, Scott Hall, it was, I want to say it was Bash at the Beach 97. Scott Hall was tag teaming with maybe Macho Man against DDP and Hennig. And this is okay. before Hennig had turned heel. And uh, Hennig, I think that Scott Hall threw his toothpick at Hennig and Henning spit his gum at Hall. And you could see Hall mouth in the it's it's like Scott is he was so good at knowing where that where the hard cam was and if it was on him yeah. uh, or whichever cam, the, the ringside cam in this case, uh it was on him. Uh you could see him mouth, you haven't changed a bit. Yeah. And it was just it was such a cool moment where it's like, hey, oh that, that's right, these guys used to tag together in nineteen eighty seven or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just really, I love that kind of thing. Uh, I love callbacks. I love continuity. So I, I just think it's really cool. And there's a crossover too. There's the comic book crossover to wrestling fans and comic book nerds love continuity and love references back to everything. And the writers do that. They pay, they, they're very particular about all that stuff. So, um, it makes sense to have that in wrestling or anything that you do. Dahmer chat's going off the rails too. Now it we're, is. we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about Mortal Kombat. Well, we got asked it. Okay, then Marcus, we know. Okay, what's our favorite character, Marcus? You start. Mine is Noob Cybot. I love him. He's the original Sub Zero. Um, he got killed in the first Mortal Kombat tournament, and he comes back as this like evil specter. Yes, oh, that's a great one. It's a cool story. Mine's Johnny Cage. I love Johnny Cage since the Mortal Kombat movie in 1994 yeah he's been my guy ever since so and i'm i don't mean to brag but i'm pretty good with him (laughs) in every game i play i I can kick some ass with johnny cage on there so um yeah so one of my favorite games of all time mortal kombat and a lot of wrestling fans love mortal kombat that's always what i try to do when i try to get interviews with people is um hey they like mortal Mortal Kombat. kombat i was like gonna ask mortal kombat questions so uh, it would be funny for you to get an interview with like Mick Foley or somebody and be like, let's talk Mortal Kombat real quick. You know what? You want to talk, discuss a little Mortal Kombat? Let's do that. Hey, <laughs> guys, too, if you like Mortal Kombat, let me say this. Uh, there's a podcast called The Mortal Podcast where this guy, he's a writer from Hollywood. He's actually knows DDP, friends with DDP and stuff like that. But he goes every episode. He talks to some one of his friends could be a Mortal Kombat fan, 
might not know shit about Mortal Kombat, but gives them the history and lore of all of Mortal Kombat, but focuses on one character and their backstory. It's great. So give that a listen. The Mortal Podcast. Check it out. It's really, really good. So uh, cheap plug for, you know, we're not even promoting that. But there you go. Uh, all right. Sub-Zero here. Steven likes Sub-Zero. Nesha likes Sonya. <laughs> I, like I think, think Nesha is also trashing you. You're a very self-centered conversation, Dom. Me, me, me. <laughs> no, she means me, yes, yes, yes. She just spelled it wrong. Oh, okay. Um, all right, let's hammer on. What's next? Okay. Um, we're almost finished here, actually. But let me say, okay. Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia. Did you see any of that? I saw clips of it. I didn't see the whole thing, but I did see clips. I saw the finish, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, so that strong style that they're doing looks brutal. Right? Yeah. You're um, I, I also saw where Eddie Kingston said to him before the match, you, you don't have enough ass to, to get <laughs> yeah. in the ring with me, meaning he's too light uh, yeah. to step in the ring. And honestly, as they were slugging it out, I was like, ah, Eddie better lighten up. He's going to hurt him. You know, not that Daniel Garcia is like a lightweight. He seems like a tough kid, but, you know, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's the weight advantage to uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, there's it, it was great. Like, and I love the commentary. Like, people, again, people trash Jericho on commentary. I think Jericho's great on commentary. Dom Nesha point out, we forgot to say uh, friend of the show, Eddie Kingston. Friend of the show, Eddie. Friend yeah, of the show. Thank you, Nesha. Yeah. See? <laughs> me, me, me. All right? <laughs> <laughs> Says, honestly, Nesha, I'm glad somebody finally said it. <laughs> Go ahead, Dom. Uh, but, um, no, I, it was good. Yeah, Jer- like Jericho, he's great on commentary. And he he adds so much context and backstory to it, too. It's just like different. He'll he'll reference old things like we just talked about. It's um and him and Taz going back and forth about Popeye <laughs> during the show. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just good stuff. Uh yeah, the commentary I'm a big fan of on Rampage. Ricky Starks there too. It's good stuff. And here's the thing is like I think that as wrestling fans, we've gotten very used to like a particular sound and cadence and all that stuff, which by the way is great. And and that's that's a good thing. Uh familiarity. Well, I've been Scully stuck around so long with the Dodgers. <laughs> However, uh, I think the uh, new presentations are smart. Uh, again, it's, you know, different. Uh, let's let's have something different, which is going to kind of grab people, um, grab their attention. And Bischoff says that all the time about WCW, where he's like, I was never going to be better than WWE. He was like, so how could I be different from WWE? And it's it's smart thinking. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be different. You want to go against the grain of what people are seeing because that people typically want something different if they're seeing something like already on the television. So it's just like, yeah, go that way. Yeah, so it's gonna look looking like Jericho and Eddie are gonna form an alliance. Could Eddie join the inner circle? Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Gonna say I don't no. think he should. I don't think he should. I like I like Lone Wolf Eddie. I do. Um. You know, I think that that should be his whole vibe. I think that more people need that. I think Christian Cage would benefit from that vibe, as we've discussed before, where mm-hmm. it's like, look, not everybody has to be affiliated with a faction. You know, that's isn't that what got DDP over, right? Where it's yeah. like he's kind of like his own man. Uh, mm-hmm. Fuck Sting, and there's a great example. He was he wasn't even affiliating himself with WCW. Yeah, he was just like his own entity. Um, and I, I think that that's cool because it's like that standout, you know, individuality that, you know, we all want to feel like we're, we're individuals and important and different from everybody else. So like if everybody else is doing something and then you do the other thing, it makes you interesting. Yeah. And you know, um, that's the whole thing about that's the whole 
mentality about wrestling too is the outlaw vibe. That's what you want to create. It's what made Stone Cold so popular, right? So it's just like, yeah. And Eddie fits that bill really very much so in his own way. And like, I like that he has like a loose friendship with Moxley. So I think you can definitely go back to that. But like, I think that's maybe where you only keep him at. But otherwise, he's like basically a lone wolf. You know what I mean? Dom, Nesha makes a good point. Where the fuck is Marco Stunt, Dom? I don't know. He's wrestling some indie shows, but he's still with AEW, I'm sure. Um, that's a great question, though, isn't it? Hey, like, yeah, we haven't seen him. Hey, good opportunity, Dom. Good opportunity to put him in like a spooky heel gimmick with uh with Abaddon. With Abaddon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been gone for a little bit. You could even have the guys referencing on TV, you know, like Luchasaurus and everybody. Like, where the fuck is Marco? By the way, also, have you noticed Luchasaurus hasn't been talking, but he's been hissing and growling. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's his new thing. What's going on there? That's <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe during like the pre-tapes, they're just like, "All right, uh, now it's your turn to talk," and he just gives a shit promo, and they're like, "Hey, new direction. What if you just like stick your tongue out, and can you hiss? make make a fucking noise? How about that? <laughs> can you hiss like a like a lizard or something? <laughs> you ever been like at the park and a and a goose comes at you? Uh, to do that noise." You know, they stick out their tongue. They hiss. Dan, I wonder what Dan Goose thinks the goose is. <laughs> Dan Goose, let's talk gooses. Geese. Let's talk some gooses. <laughs> Maybe not gooses. That's improper. Geese. Let's talk geese. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk, talk a gaggle. Let's have a giggle <laughs> over a gaggle. Hey, okay, Marcus. Uh, I shared this with you before we took air here. Um, John Morrison making that announcement. Um, he's like, very heartfelt. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but uh, it was really good. And um, it really made me want to see him in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Your retirement makes me want to see you wrestle. He didn't retire. Well, oh, I thought that's what I see. I didn't watch the video. I thought that's what it was. What see? did he say? He just he talked about like his time and how much he appreciated his time in WWE. Um, but then he was forthright too, and how he got released. They didn't even give him a good luck in future endeavors. They just basically, like Lauren Ice called him, and told him, "Hey, we're we're getting rid of you, basically." And then that was it. They and didn't like, give him the the good luck in your future endeavors. He thing. didn't even say he didn't even like he didn't even see it coming. He said. So let me yeah. say, you sent me that link as I was like uh, making dinner. I, I like took a peek at it, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What? What? what, what it looks oh, you, no, because at first glimpse, yeah, at first glimpse, it looks like a retirement announcement." Yeah, you know, it does. Yeah, uh, so, and and people were saying thank you, John, and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I guess he retired. Yeah. Uh, but oh, okay, so I need to watch that video because uh, it sounds interesting. I mean, you know, Laurinaitis's gimmick is the future endeavor. He didn't even say it. Oh, that's like, not cool, man. You know? If I'm gonna get fired, I want it. I want the, the dude to come at me with his gimmick. Just be like, thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your time. Right. No, I want him to say future endeavors to me. If you're gonna, if you're gonna fucking it, do John. this, John, that's what I'd be saying, John. If you're gonna fucking do this, do it, if you're I, gonna, you do need, it right. You need to say future endeavors to me right now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> like tearing up. Just do it. Just do it. What what movie is that from? Where the I guy? Damn it! I wish I knew the reference because uh, people power. Hey, uh, listen here, motherfucker. If you're gonna fire me, you better use that future endeavors me. line. Uh, no, no, Mark, but uh, yes, uh, it made me really want to see him uh, show up in AEW. 
there's definitely space for John Morrison. Any um, does he become Johnny Dynamite? Would you, yeah. So there's Johnny Rampage. There's Johnny Elite. There's Johnny Dynamite. You would, you would have, ooh, I think Dynamite's the best one. Yeah, I think Johnny Dynamite is pretty cool. I think that's you can't beat that. Johnny Dynamite, hundred percent, hundred percent. Come with that one. Oh, Stephen Chambers saying nope. Johnny Mundo. That was good. In if he goes to MLW, yes, because there's the Lucha Underground ties. But if he goes to the AEW, boom, Johnny Dynamite got a pun intended too with the boom. Um, yes, Johnny Dynamite. That's my pick. I wouldn't hate it. Mm-hmm. All right, Marcus. Uh, what's your Marcus Meltzer rating? Good program. Um, I'm going to give it a solid uh, grade. Mm-hmm. I think that you know the only the the thing that obviously stood out the very most was the promo between MJF and, and CM Punk. Um, the other matches were fine. I didn't think that any, there was you know um, uh, Thunder Rose's match was was the other best thing on the uh, on the card. I'm gonna give it a seven point one this week, Dom. Okay. So so pretty good, pretty good program. Great. Yeah, that's a yeah. good grade. Um. Okay. Who's your MVP? Ooh. Man, it's it's hard to choose against either uh, MJF or uh, or CM Punk. You know, my heart wants to go Thunder Rosa just because she's awesome. Um, but but I think I think I gotta go CM Punk, man. It was just uh, you know I I said it, it was it was like a very Rocky Apollo esque segment where it's like you know they're each kind of getting their shots in, but you know CM Punk came out as more of like the the Rocky came out on top. So. Uh, yeah, gotta get, gotta give it up, man. CM Punk gets the gets the nod. Well, I'll balance the scales out then and say MJF because you know he he gets this big opportunity to, to what people have been banking on and wanting to see, and I think he delivered. So uh, yeah, I mean you could really flip a coin on either of those guys, but yeah, uh, I'll go MJF as my MVP for the week. Hey Dom, um, Stephen Chambers is saying Sammy versus Tony Nice for Rampage going to be a great match. Yes. Um, is this going to be just the thing? Is like you have new people come in and they do the job for uh, Sammy Guevara? Because clearly Tony Nese is going to do the job here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's a good way. I mean, like, you want your one of your top guys to be winning matches and defending his title successfully, and that's what the TNT title has been about. So, I mean, to I think I think it's a good thing, right? If you're you're incorporating newer talent into this that people you want to get eyes on. Um, if they have a good competitive match against one of your top champions and yeah, why not? I mean, I don't think it's a real big issue now. I mean, it's one thing if it's like very contradictory where like you're trying to get somebody super duper over and like making them lose right away uh, in some form or fashion, that doesn't make sense. That's one thing, but they've really built Sammy up as this like, worthy wanting fighter uh, every week um so uh, i'm not i'm not super yeah i don't think it's a bad thing really you know here's what i think would be more interesting and it's kind of something that cody did there for a little bit where uh-huh. his open invitation is to anybody outside of AEW. so like i'm not saying you know if somebody stands out you don't sign them to a long-term contract but there's a lot of con there's a lot of talented people out there just on in the indies i, I bring them in uh so like once a week you know, yeah. uh, Sammy Guevara comes out and he's like, all right, I've made an open challenge. So who showed up this week to, to challenge me? And like, 
you know, it, uh, it was cool when like War Horse came out. That's obviously how we got Eddie Kingston was was during yeah, that the time, right? Ricky Starks. Uh, but how fun would it be to to have like some legendary like Tatanka come in uh, and try to try to grab them? I'm not saying it's uh, legends every week, but it would just be fun to see like a legend who's still out there and still working come in and and try to take it. Like the, I, have, I don't know. I think that that kind of thing is a lot of fun, and obviously, like newer guys. But then Dominic, the blow off would be when you finally bring Bray Wyatt in. Uh, he comes in to, and he he gets the belt. That's interesting. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Um, yeah, no, and Tony Nace is a great athlete, so uh, he'll be cool to see in the mix. Now, him and Arya Davari talked about tagging with one another coming. You know, once they got released, they had a willingness to tag with one another. We saw Davari too uh, wrestle a couple weeks ago um, on on Rampage, and it was great. Like two Minnesota guys in their hometown, it was awesome. Like, um, so I hope they bring Davari back in the mix too, because he's got so much potential and such a smart mind for the business. So, I mean, I, I hope that means more tag team because you get those guys in as a tag team too. Man, you can't go wrong with that. So I agree. Uh, we do have to talk about this. Uh, Dante Martin, speaking of part of Team Taz, what's what's happening there, Mark? What's where's this going? I don't know. I don't. I don't mind it. I think no? that it's it's. I think it's a pretty cool pickup. I really like uh, Dante Martin. I think he's really talented. You know, ordinarily, he, you know how I am. I'm kind of like I lean toward the old school wrestling. Let's let's tell a story in the ring, paint a picture. You know, like, yeah, let's not rely heavily on high spots or whatever. But what he does is so spectacular and fun to watch that it's like you can't you can't not get behind it. You yeah. know, um, I'd say, when are we going to get uh, him and Ray Phoenix in a ring together? Because I feel the same way about Ray Phoenix, where it's like ordinarily I'm not crazy about that stuff. But his execution, Ray Phoenix, that is his execution on everything is so precise and yeah. perfect all the time. I, I don't think I've seen him botch anything yet. I'm trying to think of it. He's and I don't so think crazy. I've. And and he he does some wild shit on those ropes where it's like he shouldn't he shouldn't be able to do that consistently without fucking up every once in a while. But I I haven't seen it, so like that's why I I feel like somebody like him and uh, Dante Martin mixing it up in the ring that would be that would be something to see. It'd be real good stuff. Real um, good. but in any case, good pickup for Team Taz. They have stagnated of late, so uh, they need they need help in some way. Um, where's Brian Cage, Dom? I don't know. Um, same place Marco Stone is. <laughs> Are they going to be together, Dom? Oh man, what a tan! I I don't know if I'd buy into that tandem. No. I I Cage, they should really bring him back and just have him go, uh, pun intended, on a rampage. Mortis, uh, huh? Mortis. Oh Damn yeah, it. I like it. Bring yeah. him back as his alter ego. I like Mortis. Bring him with Bray Wyatt. Okay. Oh, that that could work. So Bray Wyatt and Mortis working together. Right. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Also, cruiserweight title. When's that happening? Nesha. Good point. Where the fuck is Miro? I think we're gonna see. Now, this is what I was gonna say too. Maybe we're gonna. Uh, winter is coming. Miro will show up with Lana. And there you go. It's a new like he'll show up, uh, revitalized, ready to fucking rock and roll. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be pretty neat. Um. So Nesha, with that too, um, that got taken out of context. I think with his old Melissa Santos, that was like she was referring to something in the past. So um, one of the websites kind of took that wildly out of context in a way. I think. So uh, 
Yeah, I don't think that's totally accurate. His, I mean, her uh, Melissa's been vocal before, um, and I think that's what she was referencing. Um, but I don't think it was this time around. I think it got taken out of context and probably put things in a in a bad position almost. So, um, yeah, I think I think this will all kind of wash out. You know, I'm not too concerned about it. Uh, I did want to get your opinion right before we cut off here, Mark. I fucking love Billy Gunn, man. And, the, and him going up against Darby that past week. Uh, I I didn't name an MVP last week, but he was my MVP. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you think of that? Like, that, that's a topic we, because they are feuding with Darby and Sting. So uh, what do you think about all that, Mark? I think it's fun. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of something that you didn't know you needed until you saw it. Where uh, you know Billy Gunn is, the, he still looks like a million bucks in better shape than than most of the roster, I would say, and uh, comes out there and works his ass off. And uh, yeah, it's I, I think it's fun. I think it's really interesting and uh, excited to see where it goes. Me too. Me too. Um, a go go. Yeah, I think he's Stephen. I'm sure he's still recovering from the eye injury and stuff like that. But yeah, you get him back in the mix too, because I mean, like the factory. You know, obviously we saw them with Punk and stuff like that, but they're just. They're just there too right now. So it's like just a lot of people, a lot of people. And, yes. uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because there will be a point in time where Tony Khan, you know, has got to make some moves and for better, for worse, let some people go maybe. And, um, you know, hopefully there's a way to do it. Like I said, volleyball, that thing up, rotate them out, bring them back at some point. You don't have to like super sign. That's how wrestling is though. A lot of ways now it's like some guys are signed. Some guys aren't. And they're showing do little spots here and there. It's kind of like, you know, it's just a lot of talented folks out there. And you want them to all find spots and and make their hay and, and get over and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's just tough. It's tough when you only have so much TV time and uh, everything like that. So, um, Marcus, speaking of uh, time, there's a lot of stuff that people can take their time up with on ad-free shows. Is there not? Absolutely. Yeah, please. That was a good transition, Dominic. Uh, definitely go check out ad free shows there. There actually is a sale going on right now, Black Friday sale. You sign up for an annual membership, you save 15% adds up to a lot of money. Plus you get an Eric Bischoff slam buddy, which is like an old school wrestling buddy. Uh, so those are really cool. And honestly, you know, I've, I've said it before on here, you know, if you're a wrestling fan and you're not doing this, you're kind of missing the boat uh, on a lot of stuff. You know, it's uh, tons of interactive experiences. You get to talk to some of your favorite wrestlers. Um, if, if, if you take do the top guy level, you get to hang out with with the likes of Double J, uh, Eric Bischoff, Arn Anderson, uh, Kurt Angle, uh, all these incredible talents that you grew up watching. Uh, all of a sudden you get to hang out. And by the way, Dominic, you were there with me at Top Guy Weekend. Uh, there were a lot of surprises. We got to be around Sting, FTR. Mm -hmm. um, Matt so, Cardona. Uh, Matt Cardona, for that matter. The AW roster, basically the entire roster showed up and did karaoke. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it's you know if you're not on adfreeshows.com, I would encourage you to look it up. Even if you're just going to join at the $9 a month range, um, it's it comes out to what, like 30 some cents per day. Um, and you get all this incredible content. So if you're not over there, go check it out. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's it for me, Dom. You got anything yeah. you need to plug? Hell, go to Box of Gimmicks too. Get the sweet ass shirt. Yeah, that's where Dominic got that. Boxofgimmicks.com. Tons of other shirts over there and a lot of great ones. They just came out with some awesome double J ones. So get over there and check that out. Yeah, sweet man. Uh, as far as me, like I said, check out the MLW Fusion Fight Report. I release that every Thursday and Friday typically. And just give you a recap of what's going on in all things uh, MLW. Also, 
I happened to interview Gnarls Garvin, who made his MLW debut this past week. So uh, great talent, really smart for the business. He's only 26, but he's a big dude, and he's like he's got that Southern wrestling mentality, and he's embraces it. It's great to see really smart fun conversation insightful conversation we do some i do some uh rapid fire thanksgiving questions too so uh check all that out um yes gnarls garvin steven he's awesome um check it even google or just you search some of his matches on youtube really good but heck go to mlw the mlw youtube channel you can watch fusion on thanksgiving and it's a great great show they have a ladder match some surprises happen on there so cool stuff um as far as anything else goes, Marcus, what else do we do? I typically do on the site, huh? I do coverage. People, people you've interviewed. People I've interviewed. Yeah, Narles Garvin. Um, trying. I, that's all I've really interviewed recently. But we'll we'll have some more coming up. And look out for some columns. You can always check out my stuff. Uh, I do coverage for NXT live coverage, NXT live coverage at AW Dynamite, and then live coverage for Impact as well. So, uh, and MLW. I do that for MLW.com. So check all that out. Um, as far as anything else, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dominic D'Angelo. Marcus, did you plug your Twitter? You're right below so people can see. You. Oh, yeah, uh, Marcus P. D'Angelo. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, just uh, keep tuning in. This is always fun. Uh, love the interaction we get with you guys, uh, whether you're new or stalwarts like Nesha or Steven or you know, anybody of that effect, too. So, we appreciate you guys all, we really do. And, um, that's yeah, always good time. So, and, hey, Marcus, I guess welcome back. All right. You're going to be here next week. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I got time. Huh? I'll see if I can pencil you in. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I will see you next week. Okay. On this. I'll, I'll probably be here. Okay. Will you? Because this is two, not one, two dynamite dudes on a rampage. See you guys. See you guys. Everybody sounds so messed up.